2000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Provo, Utah is undoubtedly the perfect place to go to get away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. You will fall in love with its towering mountains, breathtaking waterfalls, peaceful neighborhoods, and serene ambiance of quiet streets. Nestled far away from the uproar of the big metropolitan, 45 miles south of Salt Lake City, Provo is surrounded by the scenic Wasatch Mountain Range and the tranquil waters of Utah Lake. Find your oasis in the country's most peaceful and happiest town, where the majority of its population are young, adventurous, and religious, where candy shops are more numerous than bars, downtown parking is free, and a place where nobody smokes. What do you think OU fans are going to, number one, where are they going to show up in the most numbers? And number two, like, where are they going to have the most fun? Like, out, night before the game, day of the game, however it all unfolds, like, timing-wise with when the okay. kickoff is. What was it for, like, which home game or Be- which road well, game are they going to show up to the most? Yeah, between Provo and Cincinnati. I, I don't think it's that close. I think it's going to be Cincinnati. Provo. Yeah. I don't, like, Provo? In, in that immediate in, in Provo. I, in that immediate area, do you think there's more OU fans around like a two-hour radius around Provo or Cincinnati? Or is it pretty comparable? There's obviously a lot of OU fans in California, so they'll make that trip to Provo. That's their closest game. I, I, I just think overall Provo will have a lot more OU fans than Cincinnati does. And plus, Cincinnati, or, um, BYU seats more. Like It's like 60-something thousand. I don't think Cincinnati Stadium is very big. BYU yeah. seats more. Hmm. Uh, I think that there's probably I think there's probably more fans near BYU. I think that you know Arizona there's a bunch of OU fans in Arizona. They got a couple of big um uh, OU clubs, OU of, clubs. Uh, Phoenix or whatever, OU right. Club Arizona, whatever it is. Yeah, we know there's some in, in California, so you're probably right. Plus, I think the travel for OU fans from Oklahoma and Texas is pretty easy to Provo. I'm not sure it'll be pretty easy to Cincinnati too. I mean, you're you're uh, well, there's not your chances of getting a direct flight are a lot better. Yeah, into Salt Lake than it is to Cincinnati, but. I, I don't know. Like it's just a more exciting road trip because of the scenery. Right. I, I, I don't. Is BYU a fun road trip because of their history as a program? Yeah, I don't know about that. It's definitely not a fun road trip because it's a great college town or anything or a fun college town. I think everyone believes it's going to be a fun road trip because of the unique scenery that's there. Yeah. Like You're probably uh, right. You played in Boulder. I was at that game in '03. The scenery in Boulder is pretty awesome, but I think it might be better in Provo than it is in Boulder. Like, the mountains are closer than what they are in Boulder to, to the stadium, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I don't know. I'm, um, I guess I'm fascinated by all of it. It's kind of a first. We don't really know. Um, you know, I think the other thing is perhaps, you know, as, as early as the Cincinnati game is – I think you'll get a lot of like early season, like 
off season, people booking flights yeah. and stuff now. I think the BYU could be different depending on how the season unfolds. If Oklahoma's got it rolling and BYU happens to have it rolling too, and that's like a ends up being a top twenty five matchup and something that actually means something for the Big Twelve. I mean, that could influence how many fans make their way out there also. Yeah, I, I was referencing the stadium size as a reason why I think there'll be a lot more OU fans there. BYU, 63,470. Yeah. Cincinnati's record crowd, record crowd, 40,124. There will be a lot more seats uh, to invade Provo than there will be in Cincinnati. So, But they play in... no. They had their own stadium. Oh. They just played OU in 2010 at the at the Bengal Stadium. I feel like I watched them play. Oh, I'm, I'm recently. Sure, I'm, the, you, you may have, but they do what have if their. They played own. Notre Dame. And, did they play Notre Dame there at some point? Uh, they played Notre Dame a couple. Well, they played Notre Dame the year they made the college football playoff. You remember that? In I, the but I, I feel like yeah. they played that game in South Bend. Okay. You probably have seen them play another game where the Bengals play, but they do have their own on-campus stadium. Gotcha. They, they have had for a, a while now. Okay. Huh. Well, I don't know. I'm fascinated to see what the Sooner fans do. Yeah. I'm still like I'm. I'm still shocked by the texture suggesting that. It's absurd to to have expectations that Oklahoma win at least ten games with the way. Well, that this I think scheduled. he was misunderstanding what we were saying. Like we weren't saying that slam dunk, absolutely, they're going to win ten games. Like he called us a homer, which is fine. I don't care, and I know that you don't really care about that either. But it wasn't really a homer statement. It was this team better win ten games or else. You know, with the schedule that they have, I think most people can can get to that. Okay. I mean, I'll I'll take the label of Homer. Who cares? Um, but I mean, find me the game on there outside of of maybe OU Texas that you just pencil in as a loss. There's there's not one as of right now. I mean, I'll, I'll hear any. I'll hear what you what you have to say, but I mean, if we can't beat Iowa State, we got serious issues. And I know Iowa State's a good football team. You know they've they've played us incredibly tough. They played everyone incredibly tough. But you know we Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa. You should win all three of those games. Yeah. Can I break down the schedule? Like for those that haven't heard the schedule, I'm, yeah. I'm going to give the schedule like three game increments. You give me like a, a short thought on on each one. Okay. Um, if you haven't heard the schedule, your non conference looks like this: Arkansas State, SMU, and at Tulsa in weeks one, two, and three. Which are all winnable games. Um, SMU program has, has been better recently, but what are we talking about? If I can't pencil in wins against Arkansas State, SMU, and Tulsa, I don't know like what the discussion right. is. Uh, you'll open up conference play at Cincinnati. Then you'll play Iowa State and Texas in weeks four, five, and six. At Cincinnati, there's going to be a lot of emotion there. Cincinnati's welcoming uh, – um, you know, a big-time opponent, a conference opponent, their first conference game in a Power 5 conference. I feel like they have a big non-conference game before that, too. Cincinnati? Yeah. Um, I think they go on the road to another Power 5 school. Do they play like Pitt or somebody like that? Maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's um, – go check that. So, I, it's going to be an emotional game for them, a lot of, of build-up for it, but – Yeah, they play Pitt, that's right. 
I mean, Cincinnati, like, come on. I, I'm a homer for saying that I think we beat Cincinnati. Um, Iowa State, same thing at home. It, you know, we, we did not have a good football team last year, and somehow we, we handled Iowa State probably better than we did anyone else. Texas, the OU Texas game is OU Texas. Um, I, if you think Texas wins that, I, I can't really say anything to refute it. If I say Oklahoma is going to win it, you really can't say anything to refute it. It's just we'll see how it unfolds day of the game, and it really doesn't matter how either team looks going in. Um, UCF, UCF's a good football team that had a good year last year. We got them at home. It's going to be one of the biggest road games that they've played in. Um, Probably ever. And, and you and you get them coming off a bye. Um, you, you get a bye after the Texas game. Then you go UCF at home at KU and at OSU. And going into that UCF game after the bye, and this goes back to the initial conversation, you should be at least, at least 5-1. and one. If you have less than five wins going into that bye week, something has gone really, really wrong. Something's gone. Something bad's happened. And then we, you know, we got, we got the UCF game at home, and then we play at KU and at OSU, at Kansas, at Oklahoma State. Kansas is going to be that's going to be a tough game up in Lawrence. Um, that is a sneaky tough game. The more you is. look at it, yeah, you know that. You look at what they did last year. They sold that place out a couple of times. Quarterback they've, coming back. They've changed the narrative up there, and I think they're going to be salty again next year. But you know. Like last year was the best year they've ever had, and I think what did they end up six and six, something like that. Uh, six and well, six and seven with the bowl loss, but yeah, yeah six and six regular season. Um, you, you still have to pencil in a win against Kansas until I'm, you know, until I see otherwise. At Oklahoma State, they've lost their entire team. West Virginia, uh, at home against West Virginia, I should win that game. Yeah. I mean, you you got to pay those guys back from last year. Honestly, you should route those guys. If you're where you should be in the month of November, you should handle West Virginia easily. So you got West Virginia at home, final three-game stretch. West Virginia at home, at BYU, TCU at home on uh, the day after Thanksgiving on a Friday. Right. So I, I don't know what to tell you. You can call me a homer all you want. Frankly, it – if I was a homer, I'd tell you what I really think. I really think you should run the damn table on this schedule, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But we've yeah. never had a schedule. And again, uh, caveat here, I, things always change during the season, obviously with our own skill level. But, you know, there's it feels like every year there's a team that emerges that it was hard to pinpoint preseason. Last year it was TCU. Nobody, nobody had TCU doing what they did. And I imagine there'll be a team from the conference that pulls that off next year. I just don't know who it's going to be. But this is the easiest schedule on paper that Oklahoma's had yeah. as long as I can remember. Everyone was making fun of Georgia for having a super easy schedule, but at least they have to go to Tennessee next year. You know, At least they... Yeah have to play Florida, a name-brand opponent. Like, as easy as Georgia's scheduled, look, OU's is significantly easier than what Georgia has to play next year. You're right, man. This is the easiest schedule that I can remember in recent memory. And it may not be the most exciting schedule. I think there's some exciting aspects about it, but maybe this is exactly what the doctor ordered after a 6-7 and seven season. Right. It's not an exciting home schedule. I'm a season ticket holder, too. I get it. Like, paying that much money for that home slate is not super exciting, but 
if you're trying to get some momentum back, get back to ten or eleven wins, like this is a this is the the I honestly it's the ideal schedule to do that. OU could have been dealt a much tougher schedule next year, but for whatever reason they were not. Yeah. It's a very manageable schedule. Very. Um, they could win more games than they did last year, and I could be more upset about the season overall next year than I could be this year. I, I see Gunny of Stutzman Army. We honestly should run the table from where I'm sitting. I, you cannot look at that schedule and find a team on there that you know you're going to lose to. And that's coming off of our worst season in 25 years. Yeah. And even the Texas game, like Texas is clearly the toughest game on the schedule. It's the most important game on the schedule, but they like yes, they beat you 49 nothing. I understand that. They were an 8-win football team that is losing the best parts of their football team from last year, right? They got a good recruiting class coming in, but I don't view Texas as the team that's going to take TCU's place. I I, I don't view them as that. I view them as a as an offense that's got a pretty good O-line, got a chance to be pretty good, and very shaky at quarterback, and we'll see where their run game comes from. Yeah. No, so, I, yeah, it's – it's if OU's an underdog in that game, I guess I wouldn't be too surprised. But Texas is in no way unbeatable, and that's the toughest game on your schedule. Yeah. That's right. Um, and, you know, the other part of the text is that we have an upgraded talent, something to that – I, I I adamantly disagree with that. OU's absolutely Dude, upgraded talent. Defensively, it ain't even close. I at, le- at least right now, as you project it, what we're going to look like at the most important position, maybe on the field defensively, is vastly different at Cheetah, right? Um, and the amount of experience that you have coming back, experience matters in college football maybe more than anything. And last year, we had almost none. Not an excuse. Still should have won, at a minimum, three games more than what we did. At a minimum. It really is, in my opinion, you know, more like four or five. 918 says, I can honestly say, and this is kind of the point that I was making, I can honestly say if OU doesn't win ten games, I'll be way saltier than uh, this past year. Uh, could you write up a more perfect season than OU going to the Big 12 Championships game and playing K-State one last time in conference and winning that game would be an awesome exit. Yeah, which, you know, it does kind of feel like they've teed Oklahoma up to make the conference championship and to play one of the other three teams that they are avoiding, like a Kansas State. Like, I think Kansas State – is probably like if we played Kansas State Tech and Baylor and that was on this schedule, I'd be talking way differently. Different conversation. Yep. It's totally absolutely. different. Like those are those teams are probably going to be, other than Texas, the three best teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. Right. And yep. we don't play any of them. So it feels like they're trying to set up a big time, you know, like a grudge match in the final Big Twelve championship game, maybe against Kansas State, which, you know, would be be a difficult game. From the 405, can you now review the schedule with the Big 12 refs screwing us on marking the ball and never calling and hold on the opposing offense? Hang on, let's uh, – <laughs> okay, 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, that's that's what our computer is spitting out now when six you factor all six. of that in. Yeah, we need a – you know how ESPN has like the FPI or whatever? We need the uh, um, the COI, the crappy officiating index, and that has us losing six games next year. 
I joined the Ref Army after I, I retired from the Marine Corps. Important question. Did I hear you say that during the last hour that Red Panda is performing in Norman Tuesday night or Wednesday night? My seven-year-old daughter heard you say it. Now I can't find it anywhere online. Need to know where I need to report for duty at the LNC. Yeah, that's uh, tomorrow night at the LNC. Red Wednesday? Panda. Yeah. Wednesday night, Red Panda. That's uh, on the OU men's basketball Twitter page, by the way, if you're looking for that. Must see. Must see. Um, you know, an interesting aspect about the schedule that we haven't talked about is a Friday after Thanksgiving game. I did not think that we would see OU play a Friday home game, and I guess that could change. we got a long way until the season starts, but as of right now, OU's going to play the day after Thanksgiving. And the more that I think about it, the less I hate it. It's going to be tougher to get students in there, I guess. I but I, yeah, the more I think about it, the more I like it. I, I think it's pretty cool. What do you mean it's tougher to get students there? Well, I mean, they'll, they'll be out for Thanksgiving, but surely they'll, they'll be come out back. for Thanksgiving on Saturday, too. Yeah, well, fair. Um, Maybe out for Thanksgiving in October as well, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, well, I, I, I don't have any, I actually, I love it. I think it's awesome. I prefer it. Let's get it done. Let's do it. Friday night, uh, or I guess it could be during the day, too. Um, I would expect that to be a night game. That would be awesome if it was – because Texas normally plays at like 11 a.m. on that Friday. At least they have here recently. If OU could get like a 6 p.m. spot, that would be – yeah, okay. Now now we're talking. And who knows? Maybe TCU is able to uh, regroup, gather some weapons and munitions, and come back and have – uh, another really, really good season. You know, they're going to have Chandler Morris, who I think is uh, is an outstanding quarterback. Can he replicate what uh, Duggan was able to do? Boy, that's a tall ask. But, you know, maybe that turns out to be, you know, um, a Black Friday crazy game that has some Big 12 championship implications. That's that's what the league is hoping for. Do you have a th- – yeah, do you, so that's your theory? Like, what's your theory on OU playing on a Black Friday at home all of a sudden? I, I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know why they, why Oklahoma's in that game. Has has hasn't Texas played TCU in that game several times? Well, they played Baylor. Is it Baylor? Yeah, okay. yeah. Recent. Well, at least this past year, right? Yeah. But I think they've kind of mixed up. They played Tech before on that Friday. They've kind of mixed it up a little bit. I think they used to play A and M on Thanksgiving night all the time, and they've just mixed in new opponents on that on that Friday. Yeah. Um. But I did ask on Twitter earlier. Uh, Ref Army, do you love or hate the possibility of OU playing a home game on Black Friday next season? And we knew going into the day that it was a possibility because TCU, those morons, leaked their schedule last night and everyone saw that they were playing a Black Friday road game against OU. Which, uh, how did they accidentally post it I on think their they website? Just, yeah, I don't know how you do that. No idea. Ruben says, heck yeah, keeps me from being invited to shop. I'm all about the Black Friday <laughs> nice. game. I uh, think it's probably like, okay, here's what the schedule's going to be for tomorrow. And someone thought, well, I'll go ahead and, and put it up on the site tonight. No one will notice. Like, who's going to be checking the site for the schedule knowing that it drops tomorrow? And uh, Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Oklahoma Mode says, we used to play Nebraska the Friday after Thanksgiving. It was yeah. amazing. David says, don't mind it one bit. IMO. Shane used to play Nebraska on this day. It was never a problem. Aaron says that he loves it. Travis says he loves it. Sherm says no biggie. Jimmy says love it for my TV viewing. Sooner Cat says kind of cool. Everyone loves it. 
And it must be a great idea if you can get all OU fans uh, to, to approve of it. Let me uh, – are you down for conspiracy theory? Uh, sure, yeah. You, you know me. Um, what if OU requested the, the Black Friday game just to maybe grease the wheels a little bit on Black Friday because – Maybe the OU Nebraska Black Friday is coming back. Okay, is that a that's more of a tease than it is a uh, conspiracy theory? Yeah. Because I am uh, I I don't know where I need to sign to make that happen, but I, I'm ready to do so. Yeah. I would much rather play Nebraska every single year than rotate Baylor, Tech, and Kansas State for your non-conference opponents. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. I don't know. Um, is that a is that a hint a little bit, no, or is no, that no, just no. a legit conspiracy I'm theory? Ju- just a legit conspiracy theory, just throwing it out there because the texter said we used to play Nebraska on Black Friday, and that I know of, we haven't played on Black Friday since then, right? I they played West Virginia on a Friday in like 2018, Kyler's year. Was that Black Friday? I can't remember if that was the the right weekend or not. May, it may have been. Now that you say that, um, interesting. I don't know. That I just uh, was was thinking about that. That would be cool. Doubt it happens. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. Home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the Ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Our best deals every day good. Like 4000 off and 2.99% financing for 60 months with no payments for 90 days on select 2022 Silverados and take $1,750 off MSRP on new 2023 Malibus and Equinox. Let us show you just how good your experience can be at Landers Chevrolet of Norman and LandersChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial for well-qualified buyers, WAC. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Sooner fans, for a limited time, order a Book It bundle from Pizza Hut and receive a free book for young readers with your order at participating locations. Visit the deals page at PizzaHut.com to build your bundle of two large single-topping pizzas plus an order of breadsticks. Pizza Hut will donate $1 from every purchase to provide access to books and educational resources. Pizza Hut, the official pizza of the Sooners. 
Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. This is Deidre Peters with Alliance Bank. If you're looking for a personal banker to handle your loan and deposit needs, I'd love to visit with you. Whether you need a personal or a business loan, or maybe you're just ready to switch your deposits to a community bank that actually knows your name, we'll accept your phone call and will listen to what your needs really are, well, Valiance Bank is for you. So come see me at 1501 24th Avenue Northwest or give me a call at 405-286-5755. Can't wait to hear from you. Hey, this is Daniel Laughlin, the Energy Efficiency and Solutions Specialist at OEC, and we want to give you some tips on ways to make your energy bills more manageable these next few months. First, take advantage of the sun's heat by opening your home's blinds and or curtains during the day. Lower your thermostat a few degrees. You can cut heating costs four to eight percent for each degree lower. Finally, find and seal leaks around window casings and doors. OEC members can also visit our website to apply for a free home energy audit. Find more tips at okcoop.org. Sooner Nation, don't miss your chance to catch OU baseball this spring as the 2022 Big 12 champions and College World Series finalists take the field. The home schedule includes series against Stanford, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, and many more. With flexible ticket mini plans and single game ticket options available now, discover the perfect ticket package to meet your needs and be part of the chaos this baseball season. To purchase tickets, visit Soonersports.com slash tickets and join us at Eldale Mitchell Park this baseball season. A few highlights of the Big 12 schedule release if you're just now tuning in today. OU will not play Kansas State, Baylor, Tech, or Houston in the regular season portion of the schedule. OU will only play one game in the state of Texas in the regular season. Uh, first time since 1995. I did the research on that one, so if that's wrong, blame me, I guess. If it's right, uh, praise me, I guess, Teddy. Baylor has eight home games this year. Uh, Oklahoma State and Texas do not play in the regular season. I found that kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Um They've had a bit of a grudge match going on the last, uh, what, six, eight years? Uh, I'd say longer than that. It's probably been, about the last ten years, you know? That game has been really good each and every year. Yeah. Was it the road team won it every year for like five, it, six years in a row, it felt Yeah, like. man, it was, it, it, was, it was a while. Baylor playing eight home games is crazy. BYU will have to go to Texas and to West Virginia in consecutive weeks this year. Mm. Uh, and I guess the highlight from OU's schedule is uh, they'll go to BYU for their final road game of the season and then play TCU on a short week, Friday night game, the last home game of the season. And you just don't think it's as big of a deal as people are trying to make it out to be. I, I don't know how it's that big of a deal. It's one, it's one day. It's, it's a home game. I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, it, it is what you know. One thing that I do like about the way the 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 schedule unfolded is you got a bye week right smack dab in the middle 
uh, six games, yeah. bye week, then six games Com- to close compared it out. Compared to OSU, who has their bye week in week five, which is very, very early. Yeah. They've got like the earliest bye week in the entire conference this year. Um, UCF has a tough schedule. At Kansas State, here, here's their welcome to the Big 12. Good God. Their yeah, first that is. four weeks. Yikes. At Kansas State, Baylor, at Kansas, at Oklahoma. <laughs> Three road games. At Kansas State, at a Kansas team that's as good as they've been in going on 15 years, and then at Oklahoma. Yeah, they um, – boy, out of the four teams, new teams in the league, they got the shaft. Like, Houston gets to host Texas, one of their biggest home games ever. Cincinnati gets to host OU, probably one of their biggest home games ever. BYU gets to host OU, one of their biggest games in quite some time. UCF just gets the gauntlet that you just read off, and their home games are Baylor, West Virginia, OSU, and Houston. Yeah. They don't Tough. get the marquee home game like the other three do. I could make I could make an argument that UCF plays the uh, I don't know, do you think Kansas State is the favorite? Um I think it's going to be split evenly for the most part Kansas State, OU and Texas and then maybe throw in yeah those are probably my 3. They don't play or Texas. Or TCU, I guess throw in TCU too. Um, what about Tech? I yeah, you, I think Tech's going to be I do too. I keep I keep telling you thing, I agree. They play at Tech, at Oklahoma, at Kansas State, at Kansas. I think Tech might start off about 5 and 0 next year with the win over Oregon in their back pocket. UCF is their schedule is brutal, and we get them like they've got the bye week the same week we do. Um, after that, you know, um, what they, they play at Kansas on the road, then they've got a bye week before they start up. So that'll help them get over that Kansas State Baylor at Kansas or at Kansas State Baylor at Kansas. Uh, tough little run that they've got there. But. What do you think Texas schedule? They uh, at Alabama in the non-con, and they're at Baylor, OU in Dallas, at Houston, at TCU, at Iowa State. They get Tech, K-State, BYU, and KU at home. They drew the tough assortment of teams, for sure. Yeah, between us and Texas, Texas's uh, schedule in the Big 12 is is more difficult. Um they have to play. I, I believe like they have to play Tech, TCU, Kansas State, and Baylor. Like those, you can mix those. And obviously Oklahoma as well. Like you can mix and match those teams however you want. I see that as the top of the conference. Yeah. And we don't have to play any of those teams except for Texas. Interesting that OU gets three of the new teams and Texas only gets two of the new teams. I thought that they would split that pretty evenly, but. That's we got that's the a little odd. We got the uh, winning end of that deal because of like Texas schedule sucks. It's tough for them. The fact that we don't play Kansas State, Baylor, or Texas Tech is like that's the that's the that changes the entire schedule. Yeah. Those are all the swing games that you. I mean, you clearly lost them all last year, right? But you know, it's more than that. It's it's. Those games, those are going to be the teams that are impossible to predict. And someone out of that group is going to disappoint. And someone out of that group is probably going to put together one hell of a season. We looked at OU's first six games and we said they have to at least be 5-1 and one going into the bye. 
Got to be 5-1 and one going into the bye. Arkansas State, SMU, at Tulsa, at Cincinnati, Iowa State, and Texas. Got to be 5-1. and one. That's not the same thing, same case for Texas. They could be 3-3. Three and three. Um, They got Rice at home, at Bama, Wyoming at home, at Baylor, Kansas at home, and then OU and Dallas. Yeah. Their journey into the bye week, and OU and Texas have, I believe they have the same bye week. They do. Um, their first six weeks, it ain't even close to OU's first six weeks. Yeah. Texas, they got to, like that Alabama game, obviously they're going to be outmatched talent-wise. They're going to be outcoached, and they're going to be playing at Tuscaloosa, and that place is going to be hyped for that game. But the other problem for them is – it's going to be difficult for them to to get a hold. I mean, there's going to be one game before it, but like you're going to be flying a little bit blind on what Alabama's going to be doing offensively. New quarterback and new offensive coordinator. That's not a good position to be in. Well, and they're probably going to have a playmaker at quarterback most likely too. So yeah. that I think that even makes it a little bit dangerous, right? When you're flying blind and you have, may have a real playmaker at quarterback that can use his feet to the make Mil- plays. The Milrow kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, text line, Yardbird Richard, what are the odds that OSU didn't want to play OU but were forced to play OU because the TV networks made them? Um, I don't know. I think Oklahoma State definitely wanted to play OU. And the only, like the reason, there's only one reason, it's because like, that's going to be their biggest home game of the year by a massive margin. If you've answered this, sorry, but does it stay with top two teams meeting in championship game from Scott T? Yeah. Yeah, like there's no divisions. It's just whoever finishes with the top two records. I'm sure there's going to be tiebreakers involved this year to find your top two teams. Yeah, you go to record, and then you go to, what, common opponent, and then like there's like point score. Like, I, don't, I don't know all the – Teddy, how much did ele- elevation affect you and the team in Boulder? Curious if it will affect our boys in Provo, Utah. Zero to my memory. Um, I think elevation, it can affect you, but you typically get up there and move around some to to somewhat become acclimated to it. You're in excellent condition. I don't remember it being a factor. Good thing Caleb Williams isn't still here. He has to shop on Black Friday. Oh, man. <laughs> That's good. Good point. Uh, let's see. 405 TCU reloaded at wide receiver, and Morris has more talent than the ginger. They could be dangerous. All true, but it's different, man. Like When you're not you, – you know I say this all the time. When you're not used to dealing with expectations after a successful year, it's – I, I see it all the time from teams. Um, Iowa State, a couple of years ago, dealing with high preseason expectations. We saw it with Baylor this year. We've seen it with Ole Miss in the past. I can point you to several teams that, you know, hey, this is a top 10 team, top 15 team going into the season, and they don't handle the expectations well, and they have a very disappointing year. It's it's way easier, way better to catch lightning in a bottle and get streaky, streaky hot during a season than it is to come in with everyone having high expectations and you are no longer the hunter you're the hunted I, that changes everything like people are going to have you targeted way before the season ever starts like they're going through what you did offensively right now and highlighting that game that changes the narrative big time and uh, here's the thing like i think morris is I think he's he's better than Duggan too. 
Like, I agree with that. But here's the thing. Duggan got red hot, right? That's that's why last year is even more improbable with what they did. When have we ever seen a quarterback that got like straight up beat out for the starting job come in and have a season the way Max Duggan did? I mean, Tua had a great half, but he didn't have a great season. Um, I man, I don't, I don't. I, there's got to be an maybe. There's not an example. But the that, guy won the Davy O'Brien Award last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, th- that's why I'm saying that it's not that they're not going to be good this year. I think they will, but I think last year they they end up playing way over their heads. They they escaped so many games just by a hair. Oklahoma State, Kansas, um, you know, they end up losing the one to Kansas State, but like they had some things. Like, even the Texas game came down, you know, Texas couldn't move the ball, but they still had an opportunity to possibly win that game late in the fourth quarter. They knocked out a lot of quarterbacks last year. I mean, that definitely yeah. helped them. I mean, they, the, the ball just bounced their way. Um, he, this could be the third year in a row, by the way, that the marquee home game is late in the year. And by the time that that team gets to Norman, they're total crap. <laughs> that was the case with Baylor last year, right? Remember us talking about, ooh, that OU-Baylor game? That's an early preview to the Big 12 championship. And obviously OU wasn't good yeah, at that time. Little did we know we were both going to But be. Baylor was not great at that time either. And that game in the season before was that Iowa State game. Well, hey. Ooh, man, that, that OU-Iowa State game, that's going to be big time. Yeah, it wasn't. We were right, though. It was a great game. Both of them were, yes. Well, I, eh, they were close games. I wouldn't say they were great games. The Baylor game was not a great game for mm-hmm. Oklahoma. That was that was that was not good. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay tuned. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the K Ref app. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire you. The construction is starting on our new service facility, so we're looking to hire service technicians now. This is a huge opportunity for anyone looking for a career with guaranteed growth potential. We offer sign-on bonuses, excellent benefit. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. I'm about to say six words that I didn't think I would ever say as a media member focusing on BYU. I'm athletics. glad we're recording this. Okay, six words. Senior night in Provo against Oklahoma. <laughs> How do you factor in Oklahoma now to a senior night scenario in year one and what is already going to be an incredibly emotional night for BYU? It's really going to take some time for, for Cougar Nation to wrap their arms around this one. Uh, because the knock on independence was we can't get anybody in Provo in November, especially late November. Um, and now comes uh, one of the most storied programs in the country. Um, you know, and, and they're still trying to adapt to their new coach and new style after Lincoln Riley left for the USC job. And um, if, if they're coming into Provo thinking this is going to be a cakewalk because BYU's new into the league, uh, they'll be in for a surprise, as will Iowa State. But. Um, this is why this is the game in Provo. This is why BYU and Tom Homo long to become a P5, long to get into a Power uh, 5 conference 
for these kinds of things that have never happened before at BYU. And now we see the Sooners are coming to town. Yeah, BYU's pretty excited. Uh, got a chance to be their biggest home game in quite some time with the uh, Sooners coming to town. I am, uh, oh boy. <laughs> I keep telling you I think a lot of OU fans are going to make their way to, to Provo, and I do believe that's the case. How long of a drive do you think it is from where we sit, 2020 East Alameda Street, Norman, to Provo, Utah? Well, I know that it is about, what, 11 to Denver? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, give or take. It's got to be at least another six hours. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I think when I drove to Vegas, it was 17. It's got to be close to that. I'm going to say 18 hours. You could guess 17 hours and 27 minutes. Wow. And the worst part about that drive is not the 17 hours and 27 minutes. It's the fact that you have to go straight north to Salina and then cut Ooh. west from to Salina to Denver, which is, in my experience, the worst single stretch of highway um, that the United States has to offer. The most boring drive. That's rough. Well, Western Kansas. Oh, oh. I'm not. I That's don't brutal. mind a boring drive. I do. I really? mind. I mind that boring drive. I want it boring. And the road empty. You get out. Uh, you got both of those in Western Kansas. Western Kansas, you can drop the hammer. So um, I think most people that go will probably be flying to Provo. Seventeen hour drive. Good God, well, that's a beast. Fly, from here, yes, um, but you'll have a lot of flyers in from Arizona, uh, California. How are Sooner fans? Is there a lot of Sooner fans in Colorado? There's an uh, OU club of Denver, which is, yeah. I mean, yes, to answer your question, there's an OU club of Denver that uh, has a pretty good turnout Pro- each week. I would say that any big fan west of the Colorado Rockies is going to be trying to go to that game. Yeah, I would guess so. I bet there's even a, some OU fans in Salt Lake. Yeah. It's the it's the Nebraska game from last year. It's the road trip that everyone wants to go to. It's interesting. It's senior night. Is there going to be a bunch of like twenty eight year olds out there for senior night for <laughs> BYU? Here's his uh, wife. His uh, five kids are out here. Uh, his parents, because normally on senior night you get uh, the kid, his mom and dad, and maybe some siblings. But these BYU kids at 32 years old, they may have a full family that's getting introduced out there. You throw in a four-year mission trip and then a, a red shirt year and a COVID year, there may be some gray Jeez. hair out there on this senior day. God, I mean, we thought Tom Brady was old. Wait to see if <laughs> BYU has its uh, defensive tackle next season. They'll have an older roster than, than most NFL teams. They'll have an older roster than the Cincinnati Bengals. That, that'll be a fun stat. Nice. Yeah, that senior night's going to have to start two hours before kickoff. <laughs> Let's get everyone announced in there. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad the schedule's out. If you're Oklahoma um, – and you're a fan, there's nothing thrilling on the on the schedule as far as like the home schedule, nothing to get super excited about as, as far as hosting any big fan bases or any, you know, uh, Norman turning into a, a madhouse for a big game. But uh, you don't get that, but what you do get is uh, 
the easiest schedule as we look at it right now on paper that I've maybe ever seen for Oklahoma as long as I can remember. Now, another caveat, because I know everyone is going to like take that and run with knowing what we know right now. Right? There's going to be yeah. a team on there for sure that, that comes out of nowhere and has a and really good year. And the non-conference contributes to that. Yes. I mean, it does. Yeah. I mean, there's just no name opponent in your non-con next year. I know SMU's been a pretty respectable program as of late, but I don't expect uh, SMU to rip off an 11-1 and season next year. I guess I could be surprised, but I don't foresee it. Well, uh, they may rip off an 11-1 season, but I expect that, that one loss to come yeah, there from the go. University of Oklahoma. Would you uh, sign up for a, a snow game in Provo? Not a blizzard game, but a little snow falling in there in mid-November? You can sign me up for a snow game any day, anywhere, always. I'm a snow game guy. Day game in Provo so I can stare at the mountains the entire time with a little snow. I'm down. What was BYU that 8-5 and five last year? Uh, I know they played in the New Mexico Bowl. and Actually, I think they beat SMU. Oddly enough, seven or yeah, seven or an eight win team, one of those two. Yeah, didn't that? Didn't we looked early. Didn't they have like a four game losing streak? They lost to an East Carolina team that wasn't very good this past year. So TCU, we all know what they were, but outside of TCU, Iowa State losing year. Uh, Kansas was like technically a losing year, yeah, but you know, losing year. Oklahoma State. Losing year, West Virginia losing year. Uh, was B- I think BYU was is eight and five? Is that what BYU we said? had a winning season? Didn't OSU technically end up with a winning season? Did they? Did they finish seven and six? Seven and six. I oh, think. Oh, here they all are right here. Um, Oklahoma State was seven and six. Um, yes, but but we're like the winning seasons like the point like they were one game over 500 right i think ucf maybe were they 9 and 3 uh point is I, I that's what i'm talking about looking at our schedule they were 9 and 5 uh ucf was i think they lost their conference championship game outside of tcu not one 10 win team on the schedule and most of it is Losing schedule or losing record. That's what I'm saying, man. And and I know that doesn't always translate to the next year. I get it. And I know we had a losing record as well, which obviously factors in, but phew, winnable. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay the tuned. word is spreading and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire.